0: My biggest takeaway is that family is everything, and to uh, always be respectful towards your elders.
1: He says I married him for his Canada Pass, and he married me
2: for my underground parking.
0: adults have so much that we can learn from. Welcome to Elder Wisdom Stories from the Green Bench. This is episode number 55 and our fifth season of this podcast. My name is Kathy Buckworth and as always I have the pleasure of sharing the bench with my co-host Evelyn Brindle who lives with her husband David at the village of Aaron Meadows in Mississauga, just one of the Schlegel Village's long-term care and retirement homes. Today, Evelyn and I are welcoming our special guest, Ab Moore. Ab and his wife, Alice, live in the Independent Living Building, Ailsa Craig, at the Village of Arbor Trails in Guelph. You may be asking yourself, who or what is Ailsa Craig? We will get into that with Ab, as well as his involvement in getting Schlegel Villages to Guelph, a great story you won't want to miss. But before Ab joins Evelyn and myself for this fun and informative chat, I'd like to remind you what this podcast is all about. It's the brainchild of the Schlegel family. It's long been founder Ron Schlegel's belief that the greatest untapped resource in Canada, if not the world, is the collective wisdom of our elders. And today, we have some great wisdom, history, and legacy to be shared with Ab Moore as we dive into another great Stories from the Green Bench podcast episode. But first, I'm going to say good morning to Evelyn. Good morning, Evelyn. Good morning, Kevin. And how are you doing today, Elvin?
1: Uh, not too bad, at least <laughs> Here and hopefully enjoying this next interview with Ab. He was quite an interesting
0: person. He was. I really enjoyed reading about Ab, and I'm so excited to be diving into the stories that he's going to share with us today. Um, Welcome, Ab to the podcast.
2: Thank you very much.
0: So, Ab, I, I have to start right at the beginning with you here and hear a little bit about you and how you helped have a hand in bringing Schlegel to Guelph. How did that happen? Well,
2: it it started about uh, 20 years before uh, uh, the the discussions with uh, with Ron Schlegel took place about coming to Guelph. Um, My involvement uh, really began in about 1985, when my mother, who was living in London, uh, had been widowed since 1960, was living in a, a small uh, uh, bungalow on Cathcart Street. And um, as uh, time went on, of course, she began uh, to age and was uh, extremely active. But by her mid-80s, it was evident that uh, that uh, time was taking its toll. And my elder sister uh, one day said to me, Albert, the family's had a consultation and it's decided that you are to talk to mother about what, where she wants to live in the rest of her retirement. So a uh, conversation with mother took place a, on a drive on an Easter Sunday through the countryside of, uh, around Guelph. And we looked at uh, at some possibilities of uh, retirement homes um, and then uh, learned about uh, a development in Guelph that started in, in nineteen. Eighty, it was called um, Foxwood Place, on uh, Woodlawn Road, uh, right at the junction of um, of uh, the Speed River, and it's the site now uh, where uh, Foxwood Place at Parkside Christian Village is located, alongside of of Riverside Glen. Um, mother moved in and uh, enjoyed. Uh, Uh, an apartment, uh, a self-contained apartment, in a 50-unit building built by a group of um, volunteers, church folk. And that began uh, with a challenge in 1980 by the uh, pastor at the Christian Reformed Church on Water Street to his board of deacons. And he said, I would like to see uh, the, the board of deacons do something to help provide affordable housing for seniors in Guelph. Well, the board uh, undertook to look at it, but none of them felt that they had any experience or competence. Um, they were all lay folk and uh, they decided that the, the challenge was too big for them. So they reached out to uh, friends in other churches and there were, I think about 10 different churches in Guelph of various denominations. Now the churches themselves had nothing to do with this. It was their membership that became uh, inspired by the concept of doing something to provide affordable housing for seniors. It was evident back then that there were many people in retirement that were finding it difficult to find safe uh, and affordable accommodation. Um, The leader of this group was a land surveyor, Menno Van Harten. And it's been told many times over the years that Menno was one who would never take no for an answer. And there were many attempts at a no. No, it's too big, a challenge, too. We couldn't do it. But Menno pushed on. And by, what, 1983, 82, 83, they were in active conversation with uh, the, Canadian, uh, central, the Canadian government's Central Mortgage and Housing Corporation, and put together a proposal uh, under a, a plan at the time to build 50 units for independent living uh, on an affordable basis to seniors. And they began uh, receiving uh, residents somewhere in around 1984. Uh, my mother came in in about 1985, 86, Was uh, they were still trying to fill the place up. It, it was new. Um, Not everyone understood uh, uh, the concept. Uh, My mother, unfortunately, didn't last long. She uh, died within a year and a half of cancer. And I had observed what was going on and felt it was time for me to volunteer. So I joined the board in about 1987. This group of Parkside, Parkside Christian Village, made up of volunteers from, from various churches and so forth, um, where do you get money to uh, to develop these things? Well, the first one was uh, the the uh, shared funding with uh, Central Mortgage and Housing, which covered half the cost of a, a building that um, uh, that first fifty apartment building, and there were provision in there for rent geared to income subsidies to those whose income was, was uh, less than, uh, well, well, the definition of affordable housing, current definition is 30% of one's pre-tax income is the maximum that one should have to pay on shelter. Well, go figure that one out in today's market. Um, so uh, that was the first thing, was the, uh, the, the use of, uh, of other funds Uh, along with loans that were made by by interested people to make that thing possible. The plan of Parkside Christian Village was to build a continuum of care from independent living through to long-term care. And it had started with with, uh, the focus on individual uh, independent living accommodation. And its second... uh, Priority was to build a long-term care facility and it it succeeded in getting a permit from the Ministry of Health to build 46 long-term care beds. This was in about 19 uh, the early 1990s Uh, Sorry uh, the late 1980s Um, And in 1990 uh, They went to tender the board went to tender to build this, uh, it was going to be an 80 uh, unit or, um, apartment unit. 46, and long-term care and the balance would be retirement care. Um, but at, the, at that point, the market, the uh, economy went in a bit of a spin and none of the banks, the three banks that were trying to loan us money for mortgages, all walked away and here we were left with the cost of going to tender and uh, no money, income. So the decision was made to, to use the land that we had and build a second um, independent living building, and that is a current 39-apartment uh, building, a six-story apartment building that was built on a life lease basis where the people occupying the building would pay the cost of construction as opposed to having to rely on borrowing money from banks, etc. Uh, In that process, um, it still the the, uh, corporation still had these um, beds that that uh, it hoped someday to build, and somewhere along the line, uh, someone got in touch, came in touch with Ron Schlegel, who then was a professor of uh, gerontology at Wilfrid Laurier University. His family owned. uh, Winston Park retirement home in in Waterloo and I guess the family were going to re- wanting to retire and Ron was interested in taking over at least that's what I observed from the outside. And so we had a discussion with Ron would he be interested in coming over and buying some of this land that we had we were holding um, and uh, open a retirement facility because uh, our plans did not include, Building retirement facilities with a range of services that you have in, in the Schlegel villages. And so Ron uh, agreed to look into it. And uh, we had sold off a piece of land that was built right down on, on Woodlawn Road because it was in the floodplain. And we were told by the city and the Grand River Conservation Authority we couldn't build on it because it was below the 500 you know, year flood line. And they would only approve buildings on that site that were built at, at or above the 500-year floodline. So when negotiations uh, came down to two, to two of us, others on the board had said that they had a conflict of interest with this thing. And uh, so the two of us uh, met with Ron by telephone and worked on a plan that Ron would, would loan us the money to buy this uh, we'd actually sold that little piece of land to f- to build a church on. And, and the church decided not to build, but to buy another church uh, property available. And they were trying to sell the piece of land we'd sold them. And uh, Ron said if he was going to come to Guelph, he needed that land. So he loaned us the money. We worked out a gentleman's agreement on the phone and it was ratified by the board. And so Ron then... Uh, came over and began with the first, uh, I think, 92 units uh, in Riverside Glen and then added another 92. And uh, later on, when the Ministry of Health provided um, further award of beds to Parkside Christian Nursing Homes Incorporated, uh, by that stage, Ron was, was a partner with Oakwood Healthcare and Homewood uh, Hospital And so uh, we had to go through another round of negotiations, and ultimately that award of beds that was given to Parkside Christian uh, Nursing Home Incorporated became incorporated into Riverside Glen. So that's the connection with Riverside Glen coming to to Guelph, and it was Ron's uh, sharing with us his vision of this main street that we talked about it earlier, that uh, that attracted, uh, I think, many of us on the board to see this as really a uh, step forward into a whole new area of providing for uh, meaningful long-term care for elders.
0: And now we flash forward uh, 40 years uh, uh, from 1985, and you and your wife, Alice, are living at one of the... Uh, Lego villages, yes. and tell us tell us about um, maybe Evelyn. You have some thoughts on this too, because you know the villages much more than I do about what's so appealing about the main street and town square concept.
1: What do you like the most about
2: it? Well, um, we, since we started this, we've actually shifted. We're now over in in uh, Arbor Trails, hmm. uh, just moved in a week ago, and uh, of course you see the same pattern. When when uh, we were talking with Ron Schlegel in the late 1990s, when he was uh, introducing us to this concept, uh, it was the idea of um, of having a community uh, a possibility, as opposed to just warehousing of, of seniors in in their private rooms. It was getting people out to interact with others. Uh, a number of things yeah. that uh, that. We observed at Riverside Glen, where periodic this is before COVID, periodic uh, community uh, open days where they would invite people in from the community for lunch, for uh, uh, so, some presentation on something of relevance to seniors, um, and sometimes there were there were trips uh, planned where they would would uh, travel. Um, so it was a, the whole concept was to us then and and it seems to be really working out well and has been modified tremendously, I think, since. But that is uh, getting people uh, interacting on a social basis and uh, coming together to take part in a variety of activities.
1: That's right. Uh, That's what I find the most appealing and also the most helpful. You don't end up isolating yourself in the room There's always activity going on, programs that are so wide varied that they have to appeal in some way to everyone. Uh, It's the social interaction that is here, uh, I think, is the most positive aspect of living in one of the villages. Uh, That's been a mainstay for me, and it's... uh, been a very important one i've known through talking with others here that they like it you don't walk into a building and see nobody sitting around on the first floor in other places and here there's always someone around saying hi chatting um, and that's very very important to our quality of life i think
0: Would you agree with that, Ab, that the Main Street is, is, it brings that much more, the sense of community, connectivity, and and as you say, you know, just being a part of something, which, Ab, you've been a part of many things. I'm looking over um, all the volunteer work that you've done. What is it that so inspires you to volunteer and help your community?
2: Well, uh, at base, it's, uh, I guess it's the... uh, the, the faith basis on which uh, I've grown up and have tried to serve my, uh, my uh, life and, uh, and serve others. I've been inspired by, uh, both in the Hebrew tradition, the, the sense of doing good for others. And I, I take um, a, a bit of inspiration from uh, the prophet Micah in the 6th century B.C., where uh, he has, where in, in the sixth chapter he has a statement say, "What does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, show kindness, and walk humbly with your God." So that gets gets amplified and expanded through the ministry of Jesus and his uh, te- teachings. And there's in uh, in some of the Christian liturgies, uh, there's an offering prayer. And the words in the thing are, um, give and ask nothing in return. And so there's that sense of, of service out into the community that provides meaning uh, meaning in one's own life, because you're able to help others, and they in turn help others, uh, as opposed to uh, an orientation, which is me first and me only, me and my my family and my clan but it's uh looking at, at a water at a wider uh purpose of life that is to share community with with others those whom you don't necessarily agree with or even know but you respect them and you share uh, a wider humanity through providing whatever help you can and uh, ask nothing in return.
1: Well, that's what Aristotle once said, too, is what's the essence of life? And he said that's to serve others and to do good. Is there any uh, particular event of volunteering that you find that was the most interesting or uh, one that you were really happy to have been a part of?
2: Well, uh, <clears throat> I've been better... A Rotarian for 46 years, and one of the things that I uh, experienced in in that in that period has been Rotary's international um, service model, and uh, have had the chance since, uh, well, just uh, after my retirement, uh, to uh, work on a number of, of Rotary projects in the uh, developing world, in uh, particularly in Tanzania and Cameroon. Uh, some in, in Kenya, um, uh, some in the Caribbean, but uh, those are, in my experience, uh, have been life-changing for both the recipients and for those who were involved in rendering that service.
0: So Ab, uh, I haven't had the pleasure of visiting a Schlegel village yet, but I will soon. So for those, for me and for those who have not been to one, can you describe what it's like to walk down the main street of a of or yours in particular?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you come in the main door and there's, um in the two that I visited, that's Riverside Glen and Arbor Trails. And I assume that this is true of every other one. There is a great uh, dome Uh skylight um, that sits over the dining room. The dining room is sort of right in the center of the whole complex. And uh, the residents live in, in individual apartments uh, that kind of run like spokes off a wheel maybe, uh, corridors that, uh, that run out from this main, this main street. Um, and then you move into down the uh, the, the corridors where the uh, individual uh, re- residential rooms are located. But on that main street, there will be other things like in uh, in Arbor Trails, uh, in addition to the the offices and so forth, which you sort of expect. There's a cop. There's a, a a coffee shop. Um, where folk can uh, can come and, and enjoy a complimentary cup of coffee and and, and some uh, treats. Uh, then along that that uh, will be a usually a council chamber where the 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 uh, off the officers or the board or whatever it is of the of the village will will meet. But it's it's also open to others. And and the thing that we found at Riverside Glen was. It was very open. What would I say? Non-village organizations. We used to have a number of rotary meetings in that council chamber because it was a good uh, place to meet in the evening when when it wasn't being used for for uh, other activities of the of Riverside Glen. Uh, then there would be maybe a barbershop. shop. There'll be um, uh, some uh, several rooms with for crafts, uh, flower arranging. Um, there's in, in Arbor Trails, there's a spa, there's a general store. There's a, another uh, kind of a theater, which is called the Town Hall. And in there, there will be... Uh, last night, there was a, a classical music program. The night before, there was a, a, a program from um, Dublin, Ireland, Irish music. There are films uh, on, on other nights. And, and so you have... Uh, activities, um, both uh, physical activities or or cultural or or uh, uh, musical, uh, something of that order. So you find a, a variety of, of activities, and in Arbor Trails there are puzzles sitting along the, uh, the 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 walkway as you as you leave the main main street area, and folk going sitting there working on putting together a jigsaw puzzle. So there. Are, there are numerous activities, uh, both individual and and group, that uh, that one can take take part in.
0: I would like to come and hang out there. <laughs> it sounds like a pretty wonderful place. Evelyn, uh, we know that Ab lives in Elsa Craig at the Village of Arbor Trails. Um, I think you had a question for him about that.
1: Uh, yeah, that he was uh, looking into why. It was named Ailsa Craig. And um, I did a little bit of digging and research as well because I've seen the name around and thought it was probably some relative or friend that uh, Ron Schlegel knew. Turns out uh, it's actually an island, a small one, uh, that's... Uh, Called Patty's Milestone because it's about halfway between Glasgow and Belfast. What's really interesting about the island, though, is that it's uninhabited, and it was formed by a long extinct volcano over 500 million years ago. And it's the home of a rare granite that's called Ailsite which in Gaelic means fairy rock. Now what's really interesting about that is that the granite is quite special and it's the source for 70% of the curling stones in use today. It's a very sturdy rock and I think everyone sees it. It is called Site and uh, that's really something that uh, comes a long way from there. Now, the uh, Ailsa Craig uh, also uh, today is a bird sanctuary. Uh, Once, the island was also used as a refuge for Roman Catholics when they were escaping the rigors of the Reformation. They were hoping that the uh, Spanish would help them in invading Scotland, but of course that never happened. The other interesting thing, Ab, is that uh, there's also an Ailsa Craig onion, (laughs) and that's a giant sweet onion that's uh, known for its very stunning flavor and size. It grows to usually one to two pounds, and sometimes up to five pounds. So uh, it was originally introduced in 1887 by the gardener
2: of
0: the Marquis of Elsa. And I I believe there's another connection to Elsa, Craig, is there not, Ab?
2: Yeah, there's the town, of course. That's right. Uh, Alice Alice grew up in Lucan, (laughs) and uh, not far away is the town of Elsa, Craig. So when we were talking about, uh, we'd we'd come up to Arbor Trails and looked at Arbor Trails, didn't know anything about Elsa Craig, until a friend who lived there mentioned that they were living in Elsa Craig. And I said, well, what's that? And she described it as an independent um, retirement community, uh, as part of the the larger uh, Arbor Trails uh, facility. And... um, so we called up and made an appointment to uh, come and look at that. We hadn't seen that in our, in our previous visits to Arbor Trails. And Alice said, why are we going to Elsa Craig? Thinking, of course, that we were going up to the little village that she knew as a child. However, uh, so uh, I was interested to get that, that uh, Scottish and, and Irish origin of, uh, of, of uh, Elsa Craig, because I, all I knew about was the village
0: and the village of Elsa Craig is a small a small town 20 miles west of London Ontario mm-hmm. and that's where Ron Schlegel lived from the age of 5 and is really just to connect all of these dots was sort of the impetus for developing a retirement village with you know the grocery store the church the post office the library that small village feel that you know, you have at Schlegel Villages. I want to thank you, Ab, for bringing so much to the seniors of Guelph and your history um, with Schlegel Villages, as well as for bringing your best stories to us on the podcast today. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Evelyn? No,
1: I'm glad he's enjoying living there, because it is a perfect place to be. Uh, I share his uh, enthusiasm for living and. I'm so happy to have met you, Ab. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. And keep on volunteering. I know that gives you a lot of joy. And
0: Ab, I'm going to take advantage of your, I think you're 93. You are in a perfect position to share some words of wisdom for younger generations. What What would you say to, to anyone younger listening to us today?
2: Well, I guess the, uh, the values that, uh, that I uh, picked up as a child from my parents, and from the religious community in which I uh, I grew up, um, that there is a, a value in sharing with others that um, provides both satisfaction and fulfillment to you as well as as help, real help, to those who share one's interests.
0: Amazing advice! I love that, and thank you again for sharing with us today ab um take care you and your wife alice and thanks for joining us thank you thanks for joining us on the green bench today on behalf of my co-host evelyn brindle i'd like to thank you for giving us a chance to bring you these stories of elder wisdom and we both so enjoyed our discussion with ab more today if you enjoyed it also, we'd love to have you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. We'd also love to hear your words of wisdom on social media. Please do using the hashtag elder wisdom, which will also help others to find us on this green bench. We do love a review and a rating on the podcast. You can easily find it by going to ElderWisdom.ca and following the link. Take a look at the elder wisdom pledge against ageism while you're there and please think about signing it. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and along with Evelyn Brindle, we look forward to sharing some more Elder Wisdom with you on the next episode of Stories from the Green Bench. Elder Wisdom, Stories from the Green Bench, is brought to you by Schlegel Villages, a complete continuum of care, offering independent living to long-term care, celebrating and honoring the wisdom of the elder. To learn more about us, please go to our website, schlegelvillages.com